Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the business of cake making. Hello and welcome to this episode, which I can't remember which one it is. 39. Episode 39. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know we told you all that we were going to do resetting your business for 2022, but Sammy bagged the most amazing guest and we thought it was the perfect episode to finish 2021, finish on a high. um, And then we will be back with the reset your business for 2022 in January. On January the 3rd, we're going to be back. But um, over to Sammy to tell you about our incredible guest that she yes. got us so today's guest is molly robbins from molly's creative cakes based in rossendale east lancashire um, molly is known for many cake achievements including winning gold at cake international with with the cutest tortoise orangutan cake with the yes um, <laughs> And um, appearing on Extreme Cake Makers on Channel 4, um, she's got, she makes amazing realistic cake sculptures and cake creations. Plus, she has a new range of silicon cake moulds, which help in the creation of a sculpted um, 3D cake without a support. Plus, so much more. Thank you so much for joining us today, um, Molly. Um, Hi. I hope, I hope you're as excited as we are that you're on here. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I feel honoured. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm a big podcast fan as well. Oh, I, oh that's brilliant. Yeah, gets me through the day. I think a lot of cake makers are podcast fans. They're good for cake making. Yeah, because you, you don't have to look at something, just listen to it. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. Telly, I've been, I've been, it'd take me twice as long as I was watching telly, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and um, how you started out in the cake world? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name is Molly, and I am oh my thirty. I had to think about that then. I'm thirty <laughs> now. I have been making cakes for I, I think it's probably about 11 years so I've been doing it quite a long time I was trained I did fine art and then I did um a degree in special effects so as a makeup artist and whilst I was doing yeah, a, a degree it, it sounds like it's nothing to do with it but actually when I was doing my degree I was um watching a lot of like um you know the American it was the time that like Kate Boss and Ace of Kate's kind of Kate came on yeah yeah and it got, it was really popular and really big and it suddenly came about and I've always loved just making things. So I just was just playing about making the odd thing here and there. And people kept saying, oh, I like that. We make me one of those like that. So I was just doing it alongside just a bit, bit of something to do. Never for any m- money. Although I think everybody started out the same way. And then <laughs> I um, ended up yeah. de- um, finishing my degree and went into the world of well tried to get into the world of special effects slash media makeup so a lot of tv stuff um and I just kind of found with doing something really creative so part of my degree we did airbrushing was part of the degree for example and sculpting and um figurative stuff and molding casting molding and I went into the real world of um makeup and number one it's really um 
was actual special effects. I don't know if it's the same now. It's a very male-dominated industry. So it was very hard to get into. And with anything, I think, media-wise or TV or film, it's if you're not incredibly pushy, it's very hard to make your way up. So I'm quite, as it always kind of surprises people, so I'm actually quite... Uh, introverted and not massively like blowing my own trumpet kind of um pushing myself out there so I didn't get the jobs I wanted to get I was working on um for a long time just doing uh like antiques programs or um like game shows and it was just like putting powder on the heads of bald men <laughs> so that was it that was my job for like years and I just thought this 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 is just not what I've done like years of training and like an art foundation degree which made you all different types of art and like making amazing things and having this amazing portfolio and then I was just putting powder on people's heads and I just thought there's got to be more to it than this and I think if you're creative like you guys would be the same way if you aren't kind of flexing and exercising that creative muscle then you go a bit mad and you just want to be doing something that's yeah that's creative and out there so I just kept doing a few more of the cakes and it just took over it was just like a race and then that just Mm -hmm. took over and then I mean it very very slowly the only thing I can say that worked in my favor was at that time it was a time when um uh, Facebook pages were Mm -hmm. well they weren't monetized so like Facebook wanted people to see your page whereas now I think it's it's hard to get people to see it at all so that grew nice and organically and we got a lot of traction from that and it just came from there really excellent excellent so obviously channel four then came along with extreme cake makers um how did that all happen how did you get involved with channel four uh extreme cake makers came about because um because I've because I was so young, I think, when I started in being involved with, like, Cake International and Cake Masters and things like that, I was doing it since I was about 21. So whereas people think now that I'm, like, a younger one, I've actually pro- probably been doing it the same amount of time. Um, mm. I've just kind of been quietly in the background like a mouse, like a big giant mouse. <laughs> um, but I was involved, actually, Cake Masters magazine. So... I was involved with Kate Masters when it was a group on Facebook and wow. I was I was in the first ever like I think it was it wasn't even a magazine it was like a digital magazine version or whatever it was yeah. so Rosie from Kate Masters um was contacted by the production company to say do you know anybody um who kind of fits this brief and I think it was difficult in in the world that we have because they wanted it's very very real so extreme cake makers wasn't staged it's not like some of the american ones where they'll like stage a cake falling down the stairs for the yeah. of it. it was very real and they wanted people with genuine orders and genuine cakes that they were actually doing so it was yeah. quite hard to find somebody who well they found like 10 of us but how somebody who actually had the orders and was doing the cakes regularly um so and um Rosie said that I had a good personality, so I'll take that. <laughs> um, and it was just so uh, they suggested me because I was doing a lot of cakes. I wasn't just doing, you know, like for example, some people just make the incredible competition pieces, mm. or they'll do one incredible piece every six months. They didn't want that. They needed someone who was doing things regularly, and I was doing up to fifteen cakes a week 
Oh. Wow. No. Must be not. <laughs> I know. I'm going to put myself in an early grave, I think. I've saved 10 years off my life. I'm actually 40. <laughs> but I was doing loads and loads and loads. I think I tried to work it out once. Back in the day of Facebook, I, was put, I used to put every cake in an album. And when I was about maybe seven years in, I'd done four and a half thousand cakes. <gasps> so like, oh it'll God. be even more than that now. I don't even, I wouldn't even like to think how much it would be now. I just stopped counting. But um, because I was doing the regular cakes, I work incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they, I think I ticked a box for them in the sense that I could, I could come and bring the kind of, the incredible cakes, but, you know, not to the standard of like some of the other cake artists on there who could put more time into them and they were really intricate and really precise. Mine were just kind of regular all the time uh, I was doing. I think just on my own with Extreme Cake Makers, I'm in about 85 episodes. <laughs> yeah, you so seem to I, be in all, you seem to be in most of them. I'm in most of them, yeah. yeah. So I think that it was good for them because I was creating content for them. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like a, a churning them out like a, a cow. <laughs> so you you were pretty much there every every episode. You know, it's you were. I think it worked out about three quarters of them, maybe something like that. Right. Um, I was doing a lot for children. I do a lot of cakes for children anyway. So um, I think that. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else, but certainly the feedback that I get is a lot of kids um, like the kind of cakes I make. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of little girls, like that's my main sort of fan base now. Is like eight year old, very big in the world of eight year old girls, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, I think it's just down to like the, they're all quite they're, the cakes are quite fun and colourful and not too serious. Just I don't know. I, I kind of feel and hope that people can watch the kind of thing I make and think, oh, actually, I could have a go at doing that. You know, rather than being too um, what's the word? Not too. Yeah, you're, um, you're- what you do is quite relatable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably the difference between Cake Boss and Duff Goldman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think yeah. I think you're much more Duff than yeah. you are. <laughs> Buddy. He's a, he's a friend of mine. I know him. He's lovely. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think because he's quite relatable and I think you're probably yeah. Much, much, yeah, much more Duff. I think so. And <laughs> it's, it's part, I mean, there's a number of different reasons. Like my price range is probably quite a bit lower than other cake makers as well partly because of where I live partly because they don't take me as long it's just a different thing isn't it it's a different niche and I was providing cakes weekly for various different occasions so I I, I understand that and if you're if you're really quick your hourly rate you can still have the same hourly rate but you're quicker so therefore it will bring the price down so yeah I I kind of get that so none of the episodes I did when uh, the longest we ever filmed for was three days, but I wasn't doing anything in between. So I'm not a all night kind of. <laughs> Good. <laughs> like Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> because Rosie lives near me as well. We're both in the Northwest. We're both Lancashire. She's the posh end. I'm like the not so posh end. <laughs> um, it's so funny because we used to have the same, PDs, producer directors that used to come and film with us. And it was usually just one person that did everything. And they would kind of like fight over who got to film with me because I'd clock off by four and we'd be down the pub. 
Whereas <laughs> with Rosie, you, she'd take on these projects and they'd be absolutely incredible. And she's so talented. And they came out amazing, but she'd be doing it till like she'd be loading it in the car at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'd be like, Excellent. You've got a easy job with me, I think. But I mean that that kind of saw your career. You know, it put you right in the public eye, didn't it? Really mm. sort of put you out there. Yeah, hugely so. Um yeah. in ways I didn't realise as well. Because Obviously, you do something. I've done a little, I've done bits of telly before. I do, I do a bit for like um, Blue Peter, CBBC kids, kids stuff. So I've done all sorts of things like that, but never anything to that extent. But you don't know. You just don't know what it's going to be like because you don't know whether there was an appetite for it. We didn't know. Um, it was kind of a strange time. So I call it the come down with me hour. So it's like, well, what's this? Yeah. Is it going to be kids? Is it going to be adult? <laughs> it ended up being both, and it was very much like a. I don't know. It took up so much of my life, the filming it, that I sort of forgot people would watch it, if that <laughs> makes sense. So it came out and I was like, oh my gosh. My mum and dad would have like, they'd make me watch it every week. There's on viewing parties. I think I still lived at home. I used to still live with mum and dad then. Um, so it'd be like my dad cracking open a bottle of champagne every time it was on. We ended up going through so much booze just watching <laughs> Telly R5 and no one could talk. And then we'd have to rewind it if somebody said something and watch it again. And it became like quite a nice thing for us to watch as well, even though I was like, oh, watching yourself on Telly's weird. But then it became, it, it became something of its own, like it, it's own, it created its own monster in a good way. Like they sold it to, I, I found out, 64 countries. In the world, it's wow. sold to um, airlines, so it's on aeroplanes. It's on. My God, it's on Netflix. In fact, I found I was the one that found out it was on Netflix. So we have a we have an Extreme Cake Makers WhatsApp group, which had everybody on it. Um, and my mum texted me whilst I was at work and said, "We, me and your gran are watching Netflix, and you know it flicks through different." It just yeah, shows different yeah. things and things you might be interested in. She was like, I'm sure it was you. And I said, no, I can't. I said, well, wait till it comes around again. I think she must have waited half an hour if it's come around again. <laughs> and it was, it was me on the on the thing. And she sent me a picture of it. I thought, what the hell? So I spoke to the series producer and he said, oh, no, I don't think so. So he didn't even know. <laughs> so then I put on the WhatsApp group. It was like, guys, you know we're on Netflix? And like, nobody had a clue. It was the maddest thing. Like, and every day there's somewhere else and I can tell where it's on um because of the social media stuff that i get so at the moment i know it's on it's just started being shown in tanzania really and I, I'm wow like, i don't even know where that is like, I don't. um i'm not Cuba. too sure either <laughs> but i kept getting these messages from people with this flag you know you're on the instagram page you yeah. usually have it in the bio like a flag and it was the same flag and i was like where's this flag so I asked my friend that was good at flags. I was like, where's this? And she was like, that's Cuba. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just in these, all these mad... I mean, I didn't get a penny for it. I wish I got some payment from it. Damn. But, been, but yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's one of the biggest shows, like, in India. Like, incredibly wow. huge program in India. Because it's on, like, very prime time there. Like, I think it's BBC One yeah. in India. Wow. Um, so it's absolutely huge there. And I think anything like sweets and cake related in India yeah. is always a big thing as well yeah. so I've had lots of marriage proposals from people in India. Have you? 
Have it's you been tempted by any? It's all in power Dean. I know where I'm going. <laughs> See, it always it always freaks me out because I look at the stats for our podcast, and we don't get many, but occasionally you'll get someone in like Botswana that's watching, that's listened, and you're like, it's, it's just it just kind of blows your mind a little bit. That you know. the maddest one is um, in most countries, I believe it's because the only way I get to find out is like in that dark, shadowy, uh, filtered requests box of Instagram. Yeah. So don't always yeah. go in, but I do. So I have to for business. And people send me like, sometimes they send me like a recording of their telly and in, oh. they're in different countries. So what I've worked out is in a lot of countries, it's in English with subtitles. Yeah. But in other countries, like some, I think it's Russia or somewhere, a lot of different countries, they dub the voiceover with really? like a what? language. <laughs> so, so we've seen like little clips and it's like me talking to my mum. And like they found someone that they think sounds a bit like me, and then, <laughs> and then my mum, and then my mum, they've got this like old Russian lady like talking like this, and it's so funny. <laughs> and she's like, "Do they think that's what I sound like?" And I'm like, "No, we've just got someone your age, and they've just got a woman in their sixties, and it's just so mad. It's bizarre." That's amazing. That's that, <laughs> that pretty cool, though. Knowing that you've been, all, yeah, you've really been seen all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. Amazing. I know, and there's some like dodgy old shops as well. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Whilst we hate to bring the conversation down, um, we just want to talk about the fire at your studio. Uh, it was quite a major fire by all accounts. How did you find the strength to recover? Oh, thank you. Well, I was, I mean, that was where I worked for the best part of eight years. It was originally a garage underneath my mum's house and we turned it, it purpose-built really. So there was like a kitchen, it had its own separate bathroom. It was all done to kind of the regs of, you know, council, hygiene, mm. food prep, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and we, where was I? I just got there. So I lived in Manchester at the time, but I used to go every day. So I used to drive about. 40 minutes every day to go and work there and then drive back again this is when I was met my what is now my fiance Dean and um, so we, we lived in Manchester together and um so what had happened was it was the tumble dryers that were recalled by Whirlpool oh yeah so it was Whirlpool Hotpoint and Indesit I've since learned loads about they're all the same company so it was one of those tumble dryers and what happens to them is you know when you have the the little shelf that comes out and it's full of fluff? Yeah, yeah. And you have to take the fluff out of yeah. every time. So my mum was always like regimented, like you've got to take the fluff out of every time. So there wasn't There's a lot something really there. satisfying about that fluff as well. Yeah, it's it? like solid, isn't it? It's really <laughs> yeah. It's always purple. Like, yeah, and you think, I've never had anything purple in it. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a fiver in it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not in mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only a five, not a ten. No, I'm not made of it. Um, so we, so what happened basically? And I didn't realise this could happen with those tumble dryers. The heating element was too close to that bit. Right. So the tumble dryer was actually switched off, which is scary. It wasn't even on, um, and no. it was still warm, and it just ignited. And if you can imagine that fluff is like the yeah. ultimate kindling. It's like the most flammable thing ever. It'd be great to try and start a fire with yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Um, 
and it just went off and I just got there and my mum said you've got to stay in the car there's an issue there's there's a situation <laughs> and saw my dad going in my dad who has had open heart surgery and was not in any oh my god any form to be going in uh, with a towel wet towel on his head I think he was trying to stop it because that was it was their house you know it was underneath their house yeah um so he went in and then the neighbor went in and then they just couldn't get under control and then I met I, I it was quite dramatic because my dad was going to go in again and the smoke had gone upstairs into the house and the windows had gone black because you couldn't see wow. and they say once once smoke goes black you shouldn't yeah. go in there so I literally had hold of his collar going no don't please don't go in there you're not going back in there I dread to think and my dad because my dad has got heart failure so he's He's had a lot of different problems and a lot of different surgeries. So he was just basically the worst person to try and do that. He's been very heroic, but I'm glad he didn't go in. Um, and from the call to the fire brigade, I think they were there within about six minutes. Wow. I think the whole thing was eight minutes start to finish. Um, three fire engines, very dramatic. Uh, and it just gone. So that room as well, we used to store all the cake boxes and all the boards, which again, super flammable. Oh, yeah. It's condensed, it's compressed board, isn't it? Yeah. In, the board, in the drums. Yeah. And I used to buy, I mean, I don't buy anything ones. I buy yeah. 20s, 30s of everything. So they're all in there. And um, yeah, it just went, it just absolutely went like, it was the maddest thing. It was, it was awful. It was awful. And I, went through all the different stages of thinking, well, it's, well, I shouldn't feel like this about material things because nobody's mm. died. And it was like, it was really awful. And like extreme cake makers were like sending me flowers. They were gutted because oh. obviously they, it was a big part of their show. And yeah. like everyone used to talk about the wallpaper in my studio, yeah. which is just from being cute. But it was like, it became a thing. And it just gone. The worst bit was I had all the photos of the cakes on the wall and they were just oh, like the oh plastic had gosh. melted. So it was just like liquid. Yeah. And then they came and I didn't know the way they do it because everything is everything that wasn't fire damage was water damage because of yeah. the amount of water yeah. they have to get on it. Um, so they, they just chuck everything on the drive in a huge <gasps> pile. And I mean a pile bigger than me, like it was an enormous pile of stuff. So I was kind of looking at stuff like, what is this? And some of the, like, um, you know, like the plastic cutters, all different colours, it had yeah. melted it in, onto different things. And they look like um, like modern art installations, yeah. some of them with the blobs. I was looking at them, yeah. what was that? What is it? All horrendous. Um, and like my KitchenAid. So my KitchenAid was my oh. first ever major purchase. So mm. for the first five years, of cake nobody knows it's actually I used to mix the cakes with a whisk that I'd jammed into the, the end of a drill <laughs> it, was a, it was clean yeah but I, it worked I just couldn't afford a mixer and then I borrowed the money for cake the kitchen aid off my grand I used to pay her back 20 pound a week and that was the first like major investment that I'd bought and it was you know the raspberry pink yeah metallic oh, yeah and then I just saw that just chucked on the heap, and I was just like, "Oh, this is depressing." It was really, really, really depressing. Everyone, al that... although you think it's material stuff, it's not. It's, that's that was your baby because that was your business, and that's yeah. what you'd invested so much in, isn't it? Yeah, and the feeling you have over your own business is a total different thing to, yeah. to work to just yeah. working somewhere. It was totally different, and 
the thought that that might not be able to continue was horrendous. And then for many, many different reasons that are far too long to go into, uh, we didn't get any money from the insurance. So uh, it's still kind of up in the air. They're threatening to close it, but basically they took the dryer to forensically test it and then they lost it. (gasps) What? No. And I always think, how do you lose a tumble dryer? They've lost it. (laughs) It's not exactly something you know, small, you know, you is it? You need tumble dryer to dry your clothes and you can't find it. You're like, oh. <laughs> it's not like a pen, is it? I know. I know. Oh, my God. It's just, it was just so bizarre. But I was lucky in some ways. Nobody was hurt. And How was your parents' house? Was that affected at all? Yeah, it was just very badly smoke damage. But, right. Um, well, I mean, we, re- we replaced it as much as we could. Yeah. It was many tens of thousands of pounds to fix. My but word. This led to now, long term, uh, my mum and dad live with me now, so this is a new house, um, and they're currently downstairs. My dad's making some garlic, absolutely stinks of garlic. <laughs> but we're all here now together, so it's worked out for the best. And it also meant that it kind of kicked me up the arse to can I say arse yeah we do it just it made me um go bigger uh-huh. so that we can you, re- you have a whole you've got a whole new studio now haven't you yeah so it's pink actually, isn't it it's that bit's pink so it's a it's a it's an industrial unit so it's three and a half that two and a half thousand square foot in total wow um the bit you you'll have seen is the mezzanine, so it's like a warehouse for products, and then upstairs we have space like a teaching space. So very kindly, when um, the Renshaw Ambassador uh, Renshaw Academy went to, changed to online, um, the tables from there they gave me the tables from there. So the Renshaw have been great; they always are like um, with me. So I kind of hold now Renshaw affiliated classes. So everything I use is, is theirs and it's a good way to then promote their products and vice yeah. versa. Perfect. Um, and we have offices and kitchens and stuff like that. So it is better in, in the long run. It's just a, it's a pretty traumatic way of having to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, quite a yeah. scary way to... It was scary. I had upscale. my cat dog in the car. I had to put them in the car and they were like... Oh. No. Because I think... What do you... No, I had one dog then. I've got three now. <laughs> You have chihuahuas, yeah, don't you? I have three chihuahuas, yeah. Dammy's got chihuahuas. Have you? Yeah. Well, oh, my God, don't get me started on chihuahuas. <laughs> I just, just love them so much. But I've I got chalkies. nothing like the love of a chihuahua. Yeah. Oh, is that a Yorkie, Yorkie cross with a chihuahua, yeah. So one looks like a oh, Yorkie dog and the other one looks like um, a chihuahua. Oh, it's so yeah. cute. Yeah, nothing will ever love you like a chihuahua loves you. Yeah. It's like an intense burning sort of love, isn't it? They are great. Yeah. They're great company yeah. as well. Like my partner, he his well, he's, we were saying he works in Southampton, but his actual actual main office is in China. So oh, wow. when he's there, when it's not a global pandemic, yeah, like it's nice company. Got dogs. Got to have dogs in your life, okay. definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you still make customer cakes, or are you pretty much now? product based and teaching I still make customer cakes you do yeah yeah I do to be honest it's it's something that I shouldn't do <laughs> but I can't say no 
so I do maybe up to maybe five or six a week wow um, wow I know I know but it, it the the business run runs as two separate companies so there's my cake business which is me as a sole trader and then the product side of stuff I have a limited company for so it's two separate things um and I always looked at it as you know paying the rent for the unit was from the cakes but now as I I mean I'm gonna have to make a decision which direction to go because I'm going in too many different directions at the moment I think with it yeah so it, it we may reduce or it may just be I know it sounds really sad. I, actually, customers aren't going to listen to this, so no. um, <laughs> you'll understand. It's, I, I wish I could pick and choose the cakes I was doing, mm. but that's not a fair way to do it. Um, so I don't know. I'd like to do a bit less in that respect because it, it gives me the freedom to create more things yeah. to the product side of stuff. So really, I really enjoy that. Mm. But with your cakes, I suppose it's it's that thing. As soon as you stop doing it, you just really want to do it, don't you? Yeah, definitely. But then again, like if I wasn't doing cakes, I'd still be able to do a tutorial for a magazine or a creature creator tutorial. So we keep making those. There'll always be something. (laughs) (sighs) Tell us about designing your products. Do you have a team or do you do it alone? And do you have help with the business side of selling products? The product side of things is a very little known fact that my fiance is a product designer. Ah. So he's a he's a product designer and he's also a senior mechanical design engineer. Wow. So he's a very sought after person in his industry which is mechanical devices but means that he is very smart in some people that do product design aren't smart in the science side of things and vice versa but but dean can do both so when i met him i had had the idea for the creature creator for a couple of years and we tried to do it. Me and Debbie White from the Cake Decorating Company, who's a friend of mine, tried to do it together. Um, but we hadn't thought it through that well. So we were trying to do it in tin, like a metal yeah, tin. Right. Um, and it was just so expensive. So we tried and tried every avenue. And it was just too expensive and it was too complicated. And when I met Dean, I think it was about six months in. And I just kind of threw away comment said oh I've thought of this product oh I don't, don't know how to go ahead and he was like you know that's literally what my job is and I didn't know <laughs> because I just look at things as anyone that does anything in an office or on the computer has got like a normal scary adult job and I just don't ask so I was like oh Dean does something with computers I didn't know so I didn't quite understand what he did and then I think it was maybe three nights since that conversation and he'd reimagined what was my crap sketch on a piece <laughs> of paper in SolidWorks, which is like the it's like 3D design. It's so clever. Like yeah. so, so clever. Like some of the um pictures of the molds on the website, especially at the beginning, because obviously we didn't have the the actual we had prototypes, we didn't have the actual molds. So some of them the pictures and the stuff we used were renderings because his renderings are so good Mm -hmm. they're like photographs so 
he's so clever the way that he does stuff. So he um, reimagined it. We did it in silicon rather than metal because um, he's he knows a lot about plastics. That's one of his specialities is plastics and different types of materials. Um, and because he works with like um, medical devices as well, he knew all the best manufacturers. So we wanted something that was really, really high quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, with the molds, like I don't think you can buy a silicon baking mold that says thick and heavy, right. and like heavy duty. And that's yeah. because of the manufacturing process that we use to do it. It's like hot press molded, but the way they, they do it is very clever. So it holds itself up and it, it, it's something that yeah. could, people can have for years and years and years. So it's all Dean. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're the inspiration behind it. I mean, that's, that's the thing yeah. is that, you know, you're, you're the one that designed it and, you know, yeah, you know, and it's, it's all, it's, it's all really unique and it's all really on brand for your cakes as well. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the simple solution with all my products is because I've, I'm a kind of time serve cake decorator. Is anything I always think, would I buy that? Because I've, I'm so far down the line now, I've got everything. And I'm in a very lucky position where I get sent everything as well. So I don't buy a lot of stuff. I get yeah. sent stuff from different companies, which is great. But I think if I was still where I was eight years ago, would I buy this and would I use it? And I'm also quite lazy now. Like I think I just, I was carving the same shape over and over again um for cats dogs horses they were all kind of the same basic shape and I just thought well why did, why wouldn't you just make that same shape yeah. and then you don't have to carve <laughs> it and I kept thinking about it and I thought I just kept thinking someone's gonna do this if I don't do it and I'd be really crossed <laughs> <laughs> so the fact of it was I took towards the end of extreme cake makers we got a little bit of a fee for every episode not loads but I saved that and then I saved the money I was making from cakes I didn't need and I had um it had been about 15 grand and obviously what people don't understand about if they're not in the world of manufacture is you don't just pay for the parts you pay for the tool that makes the yeah. parts in factory so yeah. for the tooling of it was it was pretty much exactly 15 grand and it was almost like going to a casino and going and putting it on red or black because I thought I don't know whether people will want this or whether it will wow. be sustainable, or pe- whether people will get it. So I just yeah. gambled it, and I thought, well, I believe in it, and I think this will help people. And I did it, and, I mean, the pre-orders that went out, I think we I think we did, like, 300 pre-orders. I've sold about 7,000 Creature Creators. That's fantastic. In, in two years. And people, every single day, email me or tag me on something to say, look what I've made, or... And it's... A lot of the time, it's people that were frightened to do a 3D cake and frightened yeah. to do a sculpted cake. And I think there was there's no real products out there for that kind of cake. No. There's a lot of products for modelling or wedding cakes or getting a... Well, and 3D cakes are seen as really scary, aren't they? Yeah. You know, that's the, it's it's like the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I also used to... People would say, would email and say, I want a cake of a cat. And I'd be so frightened to do the 3D cake that for years I was like, I can't do that, but I'll do you um, a cake with a model of a cat on the top. <laughs> and when you think about it, it actually takes twice as long because yeah. you then have to make the cake and then the and model. The model. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah so i did i designed that and um the tutorials that go with it um people people make their own thing with it a lot which is cool i like i like seeing like the kind of things people make like they do all this you know all the licensed like um cartoon disney yeah things yeah. that i can't do tutorials for but i wish i could yeah. like yeah. stitch everybody makes stitch with yeah. it stitch is really you know the blue yeah. alien yeah excellent or all the like Paw Patrol characters and stuff. People make all sorts of stuff like mm-hmm. that. So the products come from, a, um, you know, me thinking, what would I, what do I wish existed? Mm-hmm. That was where yeah. the fast figures came in. So the fast figures are um, like a reusable uh, food safe armature for the inside I was, of the I was watching your Instagram and I was watching you do, I think you said you were trying to, you do a bride and groom in 30, 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I hate, I, I, Sammy does all my figures because I absolutely hate figures. And I was watching them. I was like, I could do that. Yeah, I could do. <laughs> I hate. Do you know what I hate the most is when people say, "So what you have to do is you have to make the legs, leave them overnight to set." And it's not just a lazy thing. It's a I'm not organised enough to think that far ahead. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm doing a cake, I want to do it there and then. Yeah. So when I do wedding cakes with bride and groom on the top, I literally put the fast figures in. And then just make it on top of the top tier. Like that's how I do it. Um, it's any everything that's time saving, and I think it's. I think we're in a good position, especially with Dean as well, because we have everything to the highest like food grade yeah, standards yeah. as well. Because um, there's probably a lot of dodgy stuff out there in the yeah. world. Yes, that you can order online, and you wouldn't know yeah. where it came from, or whether it was safe, mm. or anything like that. So that's where that came in. And I'm trying to think of some more products now, but. Oh, I saw you had um, pup, pup, pup cakes or something. Oh, yeah. You've done tutorials and things. Yeah, so that's my first ever. We've we've just launched um, cake mixes. So uh, a really good. It's like a it's like a deluxe cake mix. So it's it's not something that you could buy in Asda. It's like yeah. a it's a Genoese base or a chocolate fudge base. Um, that people because I have a lot of followers that are that aren't really into baking they're not they don't have businesses I think I'm a bit more mainstream in that department yeah um so I wanted to do something where like I just thought of example of you know a dad with his daughter on the weekend doesn't know where to start so with the kits you get the mix you even get the icing sugar you get a booklet you get the sugar paste and you get like the full step you even get the cake cases you get absolutely everything in the kit um amazing which I think is quite handy. Yeah, they're yeah. going out at the moment, actually. They're, they're a pile of those bigger than me at the moment. <laughs> it's just hard to pack up. I've got a great girl that works for me called Katie, and she is hyper-organised. So Katie works for me, and my mum works for me, and, and then there's me, so there's three yeah. of us there. So they, mum does a lot of the baking, Katie does a lot of the packing, and I do. Baking. I just walk around in a daze, not knowing where I am. <laughs> <laughs> to get in the way <laughs> you do a lot of teaching as well we saw you do classes for um kids as well as adults how do you fe- find teaching the next generation of bakers teaching the kids was a step that was a decision like <laughs> I knew, like, people were asking for it all the time. When I used to teach um, at the Renshaw Academy, it was something that people used to ask all the time. But, like, with their insurance, it was a lot more hoops to jump through. So they didn't really 
ever make the leap. And then I started doing the adults classes, which were really popular and everybody loves them. Like we have such a good time. We have such a laugh on them. And then the kids ones came about and I just thought, I'm just going to have to do it. Cause it's not fair. Like, like when seven year old little girls come and want to hug you and at shows and stuff and say, I want to come and learn. If you can't go, no, sorry. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. teaching. Like I was like, of course I've got to do it. And the first one I was terrified because I don't have children and I don't really know what to do with children. Yeah, like, I, mean. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's an age thing or just a kind of like it's terrifying. No. I'm I'm 20 years older than you. I don't have kids. I still couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of like thought, what, what am I going to do here? So I've got a niece called Lily who's um, four. So I just thought, well, how would I speak to her? Because she's a good laugh. And we just had a scream like this. So fun. I love the way that. So the first one we did was like everybody got a six inch cake. I showed them how to cover it. And then it was a, it was meant to be. It had stars on it. I thought, oh, well, I'll give them the choice of colour, and then we'll put a sloth on the top. So we put a little sloth on the top, like a figure, because kids love yeah, sloths. Yeah. I love sloths. Kids really love sloths. And then I thought, well, and then they can choose. Like maybe we'll personalise it with like a hat. But my God, like the personalisation that went on. So from the <laughs> word go, they were like, I don't want to do stars. I was like, you don't have to do stars. What do you want to do? So somebody said, I want to do an underwater theme so I went right okay so next thing I'm showing them how to make <laughs> starfish and sharks and fish somebody made so by the end of it there was 12 cakes they all had sloths on they were all six, six inch but there was like a sloth mermaid with a tail <laughs> there was a sloth um driving some heavy machinery with a hard hat on uh, there was like a sloth wrestler. There was a sloth magician. There was Amazing. a sloth wizard. It was so funny. And we absolutely howled laughing all day. Because I was just like, of course you're making a wizard. Like, why wouldn't you make a wizard? It was so good. <laughs> Whereas in the adults' classes, I often find a lot of them can be a bit too restrained. So a lot of the adults' classes, I say, people will come and they'll, you can, I can tell in the first five minutes who's the like, incredible sharp edge tall wedding cake you know like the white wedding cake yeah. one beautiful flower on it yeah. i can tell those decorators and i have to go you need to just forget that you need to yeah. not be a perfectionist because we're making dogs or whatever and it's actually when you make something really organic you need to go the other way really yeah. that's why I'm, that's my excuse for being rubbish at sharp edges <laughs> um, so everyone, has, be, everyone has their specialities yeah but whereas the adults can be quite restrained the kids just go wild and it's so funny. Like I'm doing a Christmas class the 21st. It's really close to Christmas, 21st. Something. And I just know it's going to end up. It's, I've got six cupcakes with different nice Christmas designs on I thought there's no way that's what they're going to make at the end of the day. Or they'll make those really fast yeah. and yeah. then they want to make something else. So luckily with Renshaw, they provide me with so much stuff, like sugar paste. They can just make whatever they yeah. want. So that's going with it but yeah it's lovely it's dead fun excellent excellent so where do you see well where next for you and your business that is the question isn't it <laughs> um, thinking about that today I think do you know the thing that I like want to punch myself in the face about every single day is 
I'm so bad with like videos. I need to do more video. I need to do more YouTube. I need to do more tutorials. I don't know whether that for me, I I won't do something unless I'm absolutely forced to do it. So now I've got Katie every every day. I'll text her before I come in and I'll say, film me doing X, Y, Z today. And if I don't do it, you can slap me in the face. Like, I have, you have to make me do it. And so I think she was a bit worried, like, oh, no, because she works me well. And I was like, no, you have to make me do it because I won't do it. So I think whether that for me and the business means employing someone to film right. and do that side of things, because I can't do it. I yeah. can't eat. I can barely work an iPhone like terrible rubbish I, the my I'm very limited I've taught myself a bit of graphic design along the way because I think you have to have a bit of that yeah um but filming and editing and knowing where to put the phone and there's icing sugar on my phone most of the time so yeah <laughs> Do you know, I, I saw um I saw a behind the scenes shot. It was today actually. I think it was on Facebook of Rosalind Miller, and they were doing a, a thing for Rosalind Miller, and she had about five cameras around her. And I'm thinking, I've got an iPhone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Expensive setups, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that it's becoming like it's not an option anymore. Like right. the way that social media is going, the way the algorithms are going, and what yeah. what people want to see. Um, what Instagram wants you to what what you yes. know what it's showing to people it has to be video and it has to be visual and it's like they sort of don't care if that's not really your thing <laughs> it's not it's not like I can't be bothered it's just I overthink it so much yeah. and I think it has to be perfect and then I think it's rubbish yeah. but then actually when I do it I'm like oh that was good and I enjoyed yeah. that and, uh, there's also, that saying isn't there that done is better than perfect yes exactly so I, oh yeah, I need to do something like that because <laughs> otherwise I'm just going to, like technology is going to overwhelm me and then, you know, like TikTok. Oh yeah. Like this oh. is awful. So I, I didn't, I don't, I officially say, oh, I don't really, really use TikTok. I've got a TikTok account. It's got 25,000 followers <laughs> on it. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't post on it because I don't know what to do because every time I go on it, there's like people like doing these yeah. strange things and I'm like, oh what are you doing why are you doing that like I mean like the dancer obviously like people make cake like Lara is a really good friend of mine Lara makes amazing cakes and she's gone absolutely viral on there she's amazing um but I just mean like all the weird people doing strange like yeah you, you don't have to dance challenge do yeah. this there's a whole other world like the filter the weird filters that give you eye, like different colored eyes yeah. and stuff I find it all really strange and I think it's that weird like every, like they say that people is it six seconds or something? Is, yeah, is what, six or seven seconds, isn't it? Yeah, to get someone's attention. Yeah. Now, I feel like my attention span's going a bit that way as well. So I try and force myself to not like scroll on the phone all yeah. the time because I think it's really bad. I thing. had to delete yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is addictive to watch. Yeah. Like I like watching this stuff. I like pe- watching people make candles and yeah. stuff. <laughs> But if you think so, you're you're enjoying watching people make candles. They enjoy watching you making cakes. Yeah. It's no, I know. <laughs> it's I the also same enjoy thing. watching people squeezing spots. I know it's disgusting. Oh, no, I love that. Pimple poppers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. so disgusting. It's so shameful. I love it. <laughs> 
do you watch the microscopic ones where they they go in really close? Oh yeah, like the ingrowing hairs. Yeah. I like the ingrowing hairs. Oh, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, I like those as well. How awful! Disgusting. I think I told Dean that once, and he was like, "You are disgusting." No. Well, there's a whole TV series yeah, on it. It can't be that disgusting. It's an yeah. obsession. Yeah, I like really trashy TV as oh, well. Yeah. I, like, I like crap. I don't really like. I don't really like the Love Islandy cat. I like catfish. I love that. Tim catfish. Yes. No. I love. That's like people that pretend to be yeah. someone else they meet online. I love all that. And then I'm really. I'm because I'm getting married. Um, next. Twenty. Twenty three. Um, with like a year and three months so I like watching the wedding dress program oh yeah I, I love that. the yes to the dress yeah, yeah. watch that yeah. whatever there's one in Lancashire as well there's a say yes to dress Lancashire so I'm going to go there and see what dress is <laughs> will, okay big question will you make your own wedding cake yeah I reckon so all yeah I will although I've had a very generous offer from my friend Natalie Porter have um, you? Yeah, so me and Natalie are very good friends and she said she'd make it for me. She makes beautiful wedding cakes. Mm. I just feel like I'm going to make something stupid that's just like, maybe like the chihuahuas with oh, wedding outfits so on. Oh, that so cute. Oh, like you could like pile them on top of each other so they're just on. Oh, like tears. Yeah. One's really big and then a medium and then a small actually. Potentially could do something like that. Teared chihuahua cake. Awesome. Sorry, it always happens that. That would be epic. But yeah, I have enough cake friends. I think I know most people in the industry. And hopefully get on well with most people. I'm not really a a faller outer. I tend to stick with the same friends and get on with everybody. So it'll be nice. You'll have an amazing wedding cake, whoever makes it. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm more excited about the free bar. <laughs> no, love a free bar. <laughs> um, which of the cakes over the years that you've made is your favourite and gives you the warmest glow? The Shetland Pony that I made mm. on Extreme Cake Makers was the first really big life-size cake I made on my uh, own. So I've done stuff before with like groups of people and like Rosie and different people in the past for different things. And that one was like a real like I said that I'd do it and then panicked I just kind of got into the habit of just saying yes to everything and then working it out after mm-hmm. so going yeah yeah that's fine we we'll do that and then going yeah, oh, yeah. like I've done that so before. making the structure like and it, I mean it's just reverse engineering it all and started at the beginning like making the structure it was all quite simple really the structure mm-hmm. of it but we did, I did that in three days after I made the structure and that was the only cake where we watched it being cut because it was for uh, extreme cake makers and me and my mum went we've got to go it's too upsetting I can't bear it <laughs> so we left um just because we loved the cake so much and we met the actual pony that it was based oh. on and the pony because it was based off the exact measurements yeah. of the pony yeah. so we measured her and she was so small like She's like a miniature Shetland, so she was. So the cake actually wasn't huge. Well, it was pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like pretty one big. One of my favourite episodes. <laughs> That's the one people remember, yeah. I think. Yeah. When people say like a cake international, they say, "Oh, remember that when you made that little pony? It was so yeah. cute." Like I did. Lo- I did love making that. Yeah. 
Um, I was really stressed at the time, I think. I can tell how stressed I am on Extreme Cake Makers by how thin I am, mm-hmm. like because I'm not I'm not naturally thin at all. But there's been like quite stressful periods. <laughs> I was always quite looking quite slim. I think I'd gone down to a twelve, and I was like quite pleased with myself. And then and then on the next series, I'm like, oh no, I've obviously had a nice few, few nice dinners. Out. I thought, oh yeah, you're having a good time there. Been out for a few meals. Yeah. The odd problem. <laughs> But that, that that cake was really nice, and I love the elephant as well. Mm. The elephant's the biggest thing I've made. Um, Dean nearly broke up with me on that really? one because <laughs> yeah, I didn't measure the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So like, there's a shot just, and he never loses rag, but he was just like, why didn't you measure the door? And the weight of it, I think it was about. We, we, we guessed it was about 100 kilo working oh it out. So, so about six, 15 stone, something like that. Because fondant's like, not light, let's face it. No, no. There was so much cake in it as well, that one. So much cake, I think. And we were just, like, it, it's it's mad to think now. If we were filming if we were filming now, I could make even bigger stuff because I've got yeah. the huge unit and a great big roller shutter kind of thing. Um, but I was just doing everything in, like, the one little oven and just like loads of sheet cake. I just think, well, I wouldn't do it like that now. But at least I kind of did it the really hard way, so now I'd be able to know yeah. how to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Learn, learn from the harder times. To... Yeah. <laughs> but then I also think if I was asked to do it again, I was like, oh, gosh. Makes me tired just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't suggest to them that they should come back and so you could do even bigger ones. <laughs> I would do it, but I would be... I'd need a, oh, I don't know, I need a week. I don't have any time off. That's my issue. Yeah. I don't have weekends off now with the teaching. Mm. I don't really have evenings off because I, I still Because you're doing stuff doing like this. Stuff. Yeah. Well, no, this is fun. This is like a little <laughs> break. And it's just things like all the kind of accessories that we have on the website. I bring them home and pack them all up here on my kitchen island and take them Oh, wow. So if there's a, if there's a space, I'll fill it. Uh, with stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the woman's mad yeah. <laughs> I know right. when you get to that stage don't you of madness where you think once you if you stop then yeah. you worry yeah. naturally like very 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 anxious yeah. so if I'm not yeah. doing stuff it makes me feel worse yeah. so it's my kind of it's not the healthiest coping mechanism but it's the kind of way I do it right I just yeah. drink loads of wine yeah. oh, I, feel I like that one <laughs> Really yeah, I can I can get on board with that one definitely. Yeah, I think it's a cake maker thing. Yeah. Must be. <laughs> yeah, the stress. It, yeah. It's not the least. It's not an unstressful job. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. You need it. <laughs> right. So this is um, this is the time of the podcast to say thank you very much for coming and talking to us, and for you to promote yourself. Where do we find you on your socials, your websites? What services do you do? What products have you got? Go. Uh, so, oh, I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to think what my TikTok was. Can't remember. Um, I am generally on Molly Makes Cakes across across most things. And um, Molly's Creature Creator is my website. So it's mollyscreaturecreator.com. Um, you can find the links in all my social media kind of things. Uh, we do products, um, classes. The classes are in person. They're in Lancashire. Um, so if you have a fancy trip up, it's very nice. A lot of people come up um, from down south, but they kind of stay at the Premier Inn overnight and just make a little weekend mm-hmm. of it. 
Um, I do all the different like smaller products like the fast figures. I've just launched um, my own range of airbrush colors with rainbow dust. So they're doing really, really well. In fact, I think we nearly sold out of all those. Um, and yeah, I tried to buy some (laughs) when they were gone. (laughs) Sold out. They were, I think I got the first batch. I got the first batch of new ones back in. So I think I've got the preference. But, um, yeah, so I do, um, and then I do all the shows as well. So I always do, Cake International has my heart first and foremost. Um, I'm doing shows this uh, next year in um, Australia. Oh wow! One in, I think I'm doing Miami and <gasps> Germany, and I can't remember. I've got to start filling my 2022 yeah. diary. I haven't bought it yet. Okay. I do have a paper diary. That's my issue. I need to buy the diary and put the dates in. Um, I'm doing some teaching the end of this year with um hobbycraft as well oh yeah um like online workshops with hobbycraft and probably some other stuff i should have mentioned but i can't remember always work with rent wrench on rainbow dust anyway because they're just great to work for so bits and bobs here and there we'll put all of that in our show notes so people can find you and people can you. see where to to get hold of you or where you're going to be online or or wherever that's brilliant thank you so much for having me well thank you so much for coming i'm gonna have a gin now oh (laughs) enjoy it (laughs) sounds like an amazing (laughs) idea (laughs) that was brilliant that was amazing she's just so lovely i know we say that at the end of all of our interviews yeah but no but she was she was lovely and can i just point out i know the listeners wouldn't be able to see it but she was swigging a beer while she was talking to us. <laughs> Do you know what? It's it's seven o'clock in the evening. She's had a full day at work. She had a bottle of Asahi. Good on her. <laughs> <laughs> and she, oh, she chatted and she was just so nice. Yes. Yeah, I was so a bit nice. awestruck. Oh, she was lovely. Right. Um, we hope you all enjoyed that mm-hmm. because I think that was one of our highlights this year. Mm. Yeah, what, what the perfect way to end yes 20, perfect way to end, end the year end 2021 yes yeah because it's been a shit year so <laughs> yeah it has <laughs> finish on a high yeah. except we have to finish on our product of the week yes I, I've, do you know what i've suddenly thought oh this is the last product of the year then and yes I, and i should have chosen something a bit more exciting mine's not exciting oh. but crucial yeah i mean that's the thing is our products of the week aren't always sexy but (laughs) yeah you know they're they're important things they are right so my product this week um you know how at the moment in times of covid and brexit boards are really hard to get hold of god yes they're just like the worst thing in the world to get hold of um and i like a covered board yes but for the last six months or so, probably longer, I have been using the Masonite boards. Yes. The ones that they you can get them in white or black or like marble. And I love them. And I am never going back to silver drums ever. Really? I have made that. So that is my product of the week are the Masonite boards. They're a little bit more expensive to buy, uh-huh. but you don't have to cover them. They're brilliant. I really like them. I've only I've only been able to get pink ones and black ones. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've not seen pink. But you can get mirror ones as well yeah. and like rose gold ones. And... and you can get matching boxes as well. Oh, see, that's much more fancy. I see, I'm just talking <laughs> about boards. But the, the other thing that I like is that they, um, you can drill holes in them really mm. easily and they don't splinter and... Oh, what, do that big puffy thing? Yeah, all the fluff go everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to get ribbon to go round them. No. Um, yeah, and they just, they've made, they've kind of revolutionised my cake making. Because if you think, can you remember when we had the shop? Melissa used to spend all Monday afternoon covering, covering boards. boards. <laughs> <laughs> she did. And that wasn't even putting the ribbons on either. No, it was just coming. It was just working out which car, which size board you needed, what colour it had to be covered in. To, so it could then set, so it could have the, the cake put on it. And it was just such a nightmare. And this, you just get a board out of your stock and clean it with a bit of vodka and you're done. Yeah. That I is, love them. That is a good product of the week, actually. That's, that's my product of the week. Yeah. Product yep. of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yours? Well, mine isn't super exciting or anything, but my product of the week is Deco Melts. Because oh. I really like them. <laughs> Who is, is this a particular brand? Deco Melt's a particular brand. They are made by Fun Cakes. Okay. And where, where you got them from? Um, I got them from Cake Staff, Colby Craft. And um, you can also get them from the, the Cake Decorating Company, Vanilla Valley. Um, Amazon do them, but support your local um, bakers yeah. rather than yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and th- you can also get candy melts. But the reason I really love deco melts... Oh, look, it's, it, I think you can get them in Asda as well. It's come up with um, Asda Ooh. on my thing, on my search. But um, the reason I like them is because you can get such a variety of colours now. Yes. So today I've done um, fuchsia pink. um, I've got black. I've got blue. um, I've had orange. I've got pink. You know, there's just so many. And they taste really nice too. Yeah, they do. They do. They're rather scrummy. And um, you can can get other flavoured ones as well. You can get toffee flavour. Scrummy yum yum yum, um, and I'm just scrolling down. Right, I'm I'm going to say something a little bit controversial yeah. about cake about candy melts, um, especially the ones that I bought at Hobbycraft. I can't remember what brand. I think they might have been the PME ones that yeah. candy melts I bought at Hobbycraft. They never used to melt. N- no. What they, was I doing wrong? That I think you just have to keep. 30 seconds give it okay give it a good old scar because they used to go like it's seconds. almost like seized chocolate they used to go yeah, like and yeah. i and I, I kind of gave up really, on them it sets really quickly it right does. okay it's not one to hang around you can put um a few drops of um oil in it okay it, yeah you can do that but yeah I've, I've used it i used it today on a um, on a pink cake the photos were rubbish it still looks like it's a red cake but it was fuchsia pink and it just when they came in they clapped their hands <laughs> and they went oh my customers so yeah i, I just okay. think it gives you if you want a bit of pizzazz and you know wow to your cake. yeah because i mean you can use chocolate but if you're coloring white chocolate it's like coloring buttercream or royal icing oh, you never yeah. get that really intense color do you no no and if you put the wrong thing in sometimes it yeah. splits or it just looks rubbish oh if i've used dust <laughs> yeah like oh i haven't got that color i'll use this color and then you regret it so yeah and and it's yeah it's already colored and the colors because neon is i know we're coming to the end of 2021 
but I think neons are still going to be strong for next year. Um, so the neon colours are brilliant. Right. So that was our last product of the year. Product of the year. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. It's was just product of the week. We're not doing yeah. product of the year because we have got no. a whole year. <laughs> That'll be next year. Yeah. That'll be next year. Yeah. Right. So we are back on January the 3rd. Yes. With our round, no, our resetting for 2022. And we've already got a really interesting, exciting guest for we have. January. Yeah, we are on fire yeah. already. Yes. So, um, well, have a very Merry Christmas. Yes, and a Happy New Year. But we'll, yes, <laughs> we'll see and you we'll, we'll see you in the New Year. Yeah. Bye. 2022, bye.